Hello, everyone. My name is Andres Gamboa. Welcome to another episode of the Ponytails podcast. We are having some interesting Wi-Fi issues, so bear with us as we go on through uh, this episode. I'm not exactly sure what exactly is going on, but we will do our best uh, to continue to bring you the show. Today, I am joined by Eva Seffel. We'll get uh, we'll, we'll uh, do the introduction in just a second, but I wanted to run some announcements first, uh, so that way we can uh, we can get those housekeeping things out of the way. If this is your first episode, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. I am excited to uh, to do number eighty six, episode eighty six. So we've been going for fourteen months now, and it's been a really cool. Uh, blessing to be able to do this as a full-time job now we are fully monetized and uh, we have been for a little bit now and so it's exciting uh but a couple of things for you to know this episode the the, the show if you don't know is where we interview people who sold books door to door uh with southwestern advantage and they get to share some of the experiences and some of the stories of their time selling books and this is also uh, a place where you can come and learn about what they're up to now. So we share all of the cool things that are going on in their lives, and uh, we enjoy a good conversation with them. Some of them are super long. Some of them are super short. And it's okay. The biggest thing is that we are creating a giant network for people to get connected and to kind of find each other. We are getting contacted by people all the way from Europe, uh, South America, and Central America now, uh, all the alumni that, um, that are... Uh, a, you know, part of this program. So um, without further ado, I want to introduce today's guest. Um, Eva Seffel is, uh, is a seven summer book woman. She sold from 2008 to 2006. And the most, I, I think the most impressive accomplishment really is she had a 10 person team that she recruited two times. And also, of course, she hit 10,000 units twice. She went to Wheaton College and she's currently working uh, in, on her own business uh, where she helps college kids or kids, high school kids get prepped uh, the correct way for college. So I'm excited to talk to her about that. We'll get into that in a little bit. So I'm going to bring you on to the show. Boom. There she is. Hello. Hi. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. This is fun. <laughs> you are Hello, Southwestern are... Network. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's such a cool thing. Uh, we are we are brought to you uh, by uh, Elevate Wellness, by the way. If you need a, and I'm talking to anybody listening, including you, Eva, if you need someone to help you get into shape for our Bizzler trip that's coming up, have you heard about this yet? Have you heard of our Bizzler trip? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, so we're doing an alumni getaway trip August 15th through the 19th that you're invited to. So come on out and uh, check it out. It's going to be uh, a giant networking event, but also a good way to connect with people who you might not have seen uh, in a while. So, And of course, we are also brought to you by Aptiv. And the are these guys are the pest control guys. They're going door to door. They're looking for people this summer to go make some money. So make sure you reach out to us and we will help you there. They are a super awesome philanthropic uh, company that are, you know, really giving people a lot of money to charity and of course into their own pockets for selling some door to door. And we're brought to you by Will Matcher, who is helping coach us and get and grow into this uh, podcasting world. Now, let's uh, let's just jump right on in. I know we have you just for a shorter time today, but it's going to be a short and sweet one. And I'm excited to get to what you're doing because we were talking on the phone a little bit about what you're up to. Um, but first let's jump in into how did you get in 2002, you were going to Wheaton college, life was grand, you know, everything was going swimmingly. And then someone bumped in you and said, Hey, 
what are you doing this summer? Or how, how did you get into this whole door to door thing? So um, it was actually a guy who was in my speech class and he would always give his speeches on Southwestern and all the money he made and the trips and like how awesome it was. And I was like, Oh, cause I needed a way to pay for school. And I knew I needed a way to pay for school. Um, and he was at, he was dating my sweet mate, but he was kind of a jerk. And so I never talked to him about it. And then I just randomly ran into this girl and she, we had physical notebooks back then. And so she had her notebook out and she was talking to somebody and I was like, Oh, is this that Southwestern thing? I might want to do that. So I guess it was a pretty easy recruit. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we got together and, um, talked about it and it actually did take me a little while to decide, but that was, um, yeah, that's, that was how I got to know about it. So there you go. <laughs> My goodness. It's, was this like, uh, was this the towards closer to the summer or about to start the summer? Or did you have plenty of time to prepare for that first summer? No, I think it was like a month out. It wasn't a lot of time. And I just, I kind of dragged my feet then after that. Um, but then I ended up, I was already signed up for going to Africa for the first month. So I had a short summer, my first summer, but it was a good one. Oh. <laughs> I, enough to get hooked. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> did, did you know that this was going to be a thing that you were going to do for seven summers after that first one? Like, no. were, were you like, <laughs> yeah, nobody ever thinks you're going to be that, that person. <laughs> oh man. Isn't that the truth? I feel like, I feel like, uh, the Kool-Aid tastes too good. You know what I mean? Like if that's, if that's I can work three months, you can do what I want. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, you, it, the money's good, but the travel and the people is really what keeps you right. Is that, is that kind of what, what kept you around? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I got to, um, I took the year. I, I graduated without debt from college. So that was big. And then I took the year off after I graduated. So everybody else is like, scrambling to find a job i went to costa rica i did like, an internship i wanted to do and we traveled all over central america so it was awesome so yeah and then it was like well the year's up the money's out and it's all come back that's right yeah. <laughs> so, they, they, dr they drug you back for one more you know it's always just you know one more <laughs> that's yeah that's awesome mm -hmm. i always i'm always curious for you specific like every person kind of has had a different answer but what what was that culture shock like to go into that environment that is like sales school in that first summer, right? Because as a college kid, it's everything's pretty lax, usually, relatively speaking. And then you go into that. What, what was that experience like for you? Kind of walk me through some of the, the highlights of that first summer. So, I mean, I think some of it was just shock because I've just been in Africa. And it's that's a whole different world and seeing kind of the poverty and we were like going village to village and I, it was just totally different. And then coming back to the U S and then all of a sudden you're in this program and yeah, it's very regimented. It was just, it was just like yanked out of one world into another. But I mean, um, I think I jumped in with both feet in terms of like, it was really fun and exciting and 
you know, just loved sales school and Dan Moore and, you know, <laughs> so, so I drank the Koi pretty early. Yeah. So, I mean, That's I was true. like, I was cut out for it. You know, I was like, I can run up a hill. I ran cross country in high school. Like I can do this. Like, I can, I can, I can wake up at six. I mean, I think I was kind of already maybe a little bit more regimented college kid. I don't know. Oh so, man. Mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna definitely give you uh, a leg up to be ready to to do that schedule especially if you're if, if you're used to getting up that early um it's I, I you're right you touched on something with Dan Moore there like I've never experienced such dynamic speakers you know what I mean like mm-hmm. the ability for them to just I don't know even other places I've gone I've seen good speakers but I feel like everyone at sales school you were just like wow this person's amazing did you did you have that was it back the same thing back in 2002 yeah but it's also like just the fact that everybody's cheering (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a hot crowd (laughs) you can't you can't miss if you're talking to a crowd like that (laughs) i you know it's like the whole experience just being in the auditorium and everybody's like losing their minds yeah they, they the the hype up the hype up is so good the culture is hard to recreate and to and to put somewhere else um yeah. that's 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 epic so okay because i want to get into some 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 uh how, how do i say this i'm like uh some of the stuff about how, how what helped you succeed Ten thousand yeah. units is an accomplishment uh and, and over the course of your seven summer seven summers how did you what were the things that really helped you figure out how to perform at such a high level, both in the recruiting side and in the sales side. I feel like that's something that's really, really unique. What what kind of helped you along the way throughout your career? So buying into the numbers very early on, I was in a really just unique organization that it was like, you didn't come home at night if you didn't have your 30 demos. And so I remember my third day, I hit a hundred units and I was so proud of myself. And I called in that night and she's like, how many demos did you get? I was like 20. And she was like, why, what happened? And I was like, who cares? I got a hundred units. And she was like, yeah, but you can hit a lot more than that. Go get 30 demos tomorrow. And I was so shocked and like mad, but I mean, I learned and I always got 30 demos after that. Um, And, you know, I, so I think that work ethic and kind of that foundation of that, um, work ethic, you know, you just see more people and you learn faster, um, Mm. was a big part of it. Um, I think being in really strong organizations with really top producers getting to benefit from the Sunday teachings, you know, that, um, helped, um, just being a student of the game, you know, what works, mm-hmm. something works once. And it's like, Oh, that worked. <laughs> like, let's do it again. <laughs> so kind of always having your brain on and trying to figure out, you know, how do you connect? How do you relate? How do you, you know, uh, get the job done. <laughs> that's, so. <laughs> that's wild. It, it, it's so interesting. It, I feel like a lot of it is, is up here, right? Cause there's people who are like, beating their head against the pavement trying to like thinking that there's some sort of key other than just sticking to the numbers and 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 acknowledging that the numbers are there to support you instead of challenge you because the, the way you're saying it makes it sound so simple but 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 really that's it that's what it is go it, the numbers can't beat you 
you can't beat the numbers. It's as, it's as simple as that. Sticking to that plan. That's what wisdom right there. Advanced sales for anybody <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah. But that summer we had like four or five rookies hit PC. We had several managers and more. We had this org that was not huge, but it just produced like crazy. And, you know, it's like, Everybody hit their stats. And it's just the work was what was promoted. They didn't even recognize the fact because I hit 300 units my first week, 300 my second week, 500 my third week, 500 my fourth week. They didn't recognize any of it until my fourth week because they, it was all about just the work stats and they didn't want me plateauing out essentially. <laughs> and so um, it just nothing like that was always, that was the last thing recognized. And so anyway, I mean, I think that yeah served well every summer and since then too just having your numbers brilliant like <laughs> brilliant honestly people want to complicate more than that just go put the work in learn by putting the reps in and then sharpen it later on that that's what produces the highest the highest yield jeez you know it's quick and <laughs> quick quick and easy i love that i love that <laughs> Man, so and we can get back into this towards uh, when we get to the ponytails at the end and into some of the highlights uh, of your book business. But I do want to I do want to start moving towards like what what happened after. So you went into Tom James, right? Is that how did how did that transition go from Southwestern into Tom James, and then into what what you're up to now? Um, yeah, so I actually did like a couple things in between. They just didn't last very long, and everybody had always said like my sales manager and um, just people, uh, my recruiter and other people that I talked to always said, Eva, you should do Tom James and you should, you know, like, I think he'd be a really good fit for it. And I don't know, I kind of like resisted for a while. And then um, I finally interviewed with Tom James as well as it was kind of like the person that you always kind of like and flirt with, but never date. <laughs> it's like the best analogy. But I, so I, <laughs> I, anyway, I finally interviewed him and was like, yeah, this job looks fun and the office seemed fun. And um, I don't know. I think it was maybe the office was like, I think, you know, I think I can do this and it'd be good. So I just decided this is what I wanted. And um, I turned down a job with like, a car and a base and um, a, a laptop and like all these perks to do uh, Tom James because I believed that, you know, I could do better there and that I, yeah, would be happier. And um, yeah, and it was, I mean, my first year there, I hit uh, their president's club. So, and then the second year I doubled that and I ended up hitting chairman's club. So my second year and I made about 150 grand, which is like 20 something <laughs> year old kid was pretty good. Um, and so that was, um, yeah, uh, it, I definitely, again, was kind of like square peg in a square hole. <laughs> like, um, a lot of things about Tom James came really naturally partly from selling books but then a, it was interesting because a lot of things were different and i and i had to learn on the job and some of them even took a couple years to do some of these lessons like my clients really were the ones that taught me um that oh. you know this isn't just Georgia sales this is a long-term relationship and you need to take care of clients and this is what it looks like you need to be on time <laughs> oh Oh yeah, can I dig on to that a little bit or, yeah. or dig into what you mean by that? Because 
we've had in the show before people mentioned that southwestern prepares you for a lot of really good things mm -hmm. but then there's some things that almost harm or not harm but like don't quite prepare you for other kinds of sales and so when you move on it there's a bit of a steep learning curve because of the habits that you've kind of set that maybe aren't as beneficial did you find some of that or what were some of the things that you kind of found that you were or clashing with when when it, when you came to switch to tom james so um yes i just hadn't learned and i don't think this was um a bad thing about Southwestern, it's just I didn't have to because of the model. So I hadn't learned really good customer service. Now, the thing that I, that I had to unlearn was um, being so focused on getting your demos in that you're not, you know, focused on the customer service. I had to kind of, all right, how do I do both? And um, yes, so um it was everything from, you know, like looking over people's clothes before I delivered them or just making, sh checking on the details, um, taking good notes, asking my clients about the things that they told me about the last time, um, taking their details really seriously. I mean, I remember clients that were like, Eva, I like you, but the suit's not right. And they sent it back and I had to remake it and it came out of my non-conformance. And like, you know, some of these things you just learn the hard way. And so I learned to double check every detail to read back over the order with them. And I mean, some of it was just through developing relationships with these clients that were longer term and I cared about, you know, them and the relationship. And it like pushed me to do better and to really take care of them and to figure out what do they want, what do they need? Not just because I was trying to sell more, but because I really wanted to do a good job for them. And that's just something you don't really have the opportunity to do with like one off door to door sales. Um, so I think um, that was a big one. I learned to ask for referrals through Tom James because we didn't have to do that as much. Um, I think like the pleasantly persistent thing it's good and I'm still pretty presently persistent, but I had to learn to scale it back after Southwestern and in Tom James, because again, it's a relationship at Southwestern. If you, they, you piss them off, like, well, yeah, they can post on social media, but you're never going to see them again. And so it just is different. And so I had, you know, just kind of learning to like, scale that back for the sake of the relationship, I think a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally relate. After Southwestern, I went to sell uh, life insurance and and like um, mutual funds with Primerica. It's a, like a yeah, investment company. And it was the same thing where, you know, 20 minutes, you're in, you're out, you, you, you know, 30 minutes at most, you see you, see you at the end of the summer that you deliver for 10 minutes at the end of the summer and then you're gone. So maybe totally spend 30, 35 minutes with the family. See ya. Versus here it's, oh yeah, you're entrusting me with your life savings. And we should probably talk every six months or something. <laughs> and I have to keep you happy. And there's, and I have to know and continue to learn. It's a different kind of, of sale for sure. So th that was a steep learning curve for me as well. I, I totally understand where that's coming from for sure. Yeah. Um, and it started right my own business has been crucial, you know? Yeah. I was going to ask, literally going to transition because Kate okay. Wright. Kate Wright asked us about that. She or she said she mentioned that she's like Southwestern doesn't really teach referrals. They tell you to go to the next door and ask for pre-approach or whatever, but just move to the next door. How did you 
on that note, how did you apply that to what you're up to now? Maybe tell us a little bit first about what you're up to now and then tell us about how the, some of those roots came from Southwestern and how they're helping you today. Cause I love what you're doing today. Yeah. Okay. So, um, even since the time that I was in college, the price of college has doubled. <laughs> and so even though it was expensive when I was in school and I went to like a small private school, it's like now that small private school, it's the same cost as a state school like these days. And yeah. so, I mean, it's just, you can't get, um, uh, it's, it's hard to get, um, a college education for under a hundred thousand dollars. And so as a result, over $1.7 trillion of, uh, college debt in the United States, it's more than credit card debt. And that has happened in the last like 10, 20 years, um, because of the prices going up. So what we do is we help, uh, clients find schools that are a good fit for their family, not just academically and socially and emotionally, but also financially. Um, so finding mm -hmm. schools that are going to discount the price that are going to create incentives for that student to go there and um, that are going, the family is going to be able to pay for in a reasonable way without 20, 30 years of debt down the line. And so, I mean, we focus on, you know, applications and the whole bit, but I mean, a lot of what we do is just, how do we make this affordable for a family? Because families just, they don't realize how much debt they can get themselves into. I mean, WashU here in St. Louis and a lot of the Ivy League schools, 75, $77,000 per year. I mean, that's $300,000 for an undergraduate education. And so parents who have said for a long time, oh, hey, you know, you get the grades and I will take care of the cost. They didn't realize what they were promising. I mean, they, um, didn't they've been chasing their kids around at soccer practice and play practice and you know everything else for the last 17 years they haven't been keeping track of the cost of college and so it's just something that's like it's easy to get in trouble but it's also so limiting i mean you think about the opportunities that we created for ourselves through selling books that's harder and harder to do to graduate without debt to have money in the bank when you finish and so people just end up being like enslaved to their debt um and so it's like okay you know statistically you're gonna make twice as much with a college degree as without that depends on the major and you yeah. know that's something else that we talk to people about is getting degrees that are gonna serve them well with their careers but um but so like it is something that's still today um it, it's valuable but how do you do it in a responsible way um it doesn't matter if you go to the most elite prestigious school versus you know a school that maybe people haven't heard of but that provides a great education for half the cost so Wow. So how did you, how did you decide to get into this? Like, cause first of all, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Especially as a person of, of color, as a Hispanic first generation, like I, I was one of the first few people in my family to go to school at university in the United States. My parents both got their degrees from Columbia, but I was the first one to, and I was the guinea pig. I was the one that was trying to apply for the things, but my time, by the time my brother went through, he kind of learned from all the mistakes I had made in a way. Yeah. So, what mistakes like, and where did you go to school? And I'm interested yeah, to hear. Yeah. Great question. So I applied to a ton of places. I was the kid that I was the kid that was straight A's uh, top of my class. And uh, my parents made too much 
to get enough help at the time from what we understood. Again, we had no idea. I don't even know still really what happened, but they made too much money to really get a lot of financial help, but not enough to help, like help me pay for it. It was like a weird sweet spot. Um, and then I went to University of Nebraska Lincoln. I applied for scholarships, different places. I didn't really get much, weirdly enough. And so I learned, for example, that uh, you know there was afterwards there was like the there's a Susan Buffett scholarship for the University of Nebraska, which basically pays for the whole school, like pays full ride. And I didn't learn about this until after I made friends at school who had it, and I'm like, what? I didn't know. And like, I didn't qualify, I think, or something for it. Well, my brother comes around. So two years later, my parents are divorced. So the incomes separate, which means yeah. that now yeah. he is eligible for certain things that I wasn't eligible for. So that was the first thing. Um, but yeah, I went to school and then I didn't help that I didn't do well in school. So then any scholarships that I did have, I did lose. And I ended up graduating fine, but I definitely had debt. And so mm -hmm. Um, that was kind of like my story, but I was the first person to even like, I, I, I didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know. The culture is so different here. In Colombia, you you live with your parents through college until you get married, actually. It's, 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 not, it's not weird. It's, it's just how it is. <laughs> you know? It's just you live with the folks and it's it's a weird spot. And, you know, yeah. but the idea of 18 and you go and you leave, that was foreign. Mm -hmm. as we were yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so and so like even just those little things uh that the, it, it uh living on campus was way more expensive so when my brother came around we found out that um if you lived you can live off campus as a freshman if you live with family member and because i was already off campus then my brother actually never lived in the dorms which means he saved a ton of money by not living on campus like those little things like that yeah how to sign up for classes how to sign up for the right classes yeah and and the resources were probably there to be honest with you but again we didn't know what we didn't know yeah. so like right. why why would we ask why would yeah. we do so what you do is so yeah. important i think to a family that would have been my family you yeah. know and and to to have helped kind of have someone to be like look this is what you want to do this is what you don't want to do. the idea of like hey you can go to a community college get some credits that are going to yeah. just transfer over and they're right. you can pay Do it your like, senior year. Most kids have what they need by the end of junior year. It seems like these days. I mean, you know, if you want to take AP classes, that's fine. But if you're not on the honors track, like take college classes, your senior year, there's a lot of things that people just, you don't know what you don't know and you do the best with what you have. And, but I mean, people don't even know what questions to ask. They don't, yeah. they just have no concept of the system and how it works. And so, um, there's a lot of families in that situation where if they had known more that there's a lot of scholarships that they could have qualified for, or it's kind of like the FAFSA is kind of like tax planning. And so there's ways that you can actually get, it's called the expected family contribution. So when you fill out the FAFSA, the government and the schools give you a number and they say, here, this is the number that you guys can pay at a minimum. Well, there's actually ways to reduce that number if you plan ahead of time and um, you know what you're doing. And so the, there's, but it's just this whole um, the college enrollment and what people are charged for college has taken on a life of its own. It's called enrollment management. It's a billion dollar industry. And so every year colleges spend a billion
million on consultants that come and advise them what to charge different types of families based on socioeconomics and then also based on grades and ACT and SATs. And so families go into this whole process not knowing what they're doing. It's been 20 years. Everything's different. And they just are like, well, I mean, I don't know. And the assumption is kind of like the university wants to help give my student an education. And they do, but they also, there's a system now that if you know what you're doing, you can get a fair price for college and you can get discounts and you can get scholarships. Boy. And there's a lot of things out there that can make college a lot less expensive. And we're not talking about hundreds. We're talking about tens of thousands yes. of dollars, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. So um, anyway, it's, I mean, it's fascinating. All, yeah. all the ins and outs and the uh, zigs and zags. Um, so one recently that, you know, we've been talking to families about is if they have a student that's going to college and they have another student that's going to be a senior and that student enrolls in community college classes, just a couple part time. Well, the expected family contribution will actually split in half because it's half for each student. And so the student in college their price goes way down. Like, who knows that stuff, you know? Nobody. So, yeah. So, anyway, that's oh. we look at the family finances, we look at the whole picture, and there's all kinds of just, I guess, tricks of the trade. But, I mean, we, like, somebody will, any money that they pay to hire us, they can get back times five, times 10, times 20. The average is actually times 20. Um, so it's not, no it's not hard to make your money back. <laughs> No. Wow. Wow. Like that is so cool. That is so brilliant. Cause there are people who, you know, they have to, they should go to college. They need to go to college. They, they that is something that is huge, but you know, these families, especially if they're the oldest, they're 17, 18 years old, they're, they're signing these loans that are worth thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars without really understanding yeah. what is really happening, the financial burden that this could potentially be and most likely will be because they don't know yeah. these things. And so yeah. this is a, such a crucial moment in their life to just be able to make sure that they're doing it right. Something like what you're doing is just yeah. brilliant. People brilliant. just assume like, oh, in the future, I'll make money and it won't be a big deal. But if you take out just the direct loan, which is really low interest and the student can take out on their own. So it's... Um, it's $5,500 the first year. Over four years, it's $27,000. And that's a responsible amount. Like, that's not going to put you in the poorhouse afterwards. But that's $300 a month. So, again, that's manageable. But that's mm -hmm. only like six, dollars $7,000 a year. So then you imagine if you start taking out, you know, $20,000, $50,000 a year. It's just, I mean, you're looking at the a cost of a mortgage, or more. And then also you can't buy a house anytime soon no. because your amount of debt to your amount of income has to be half. So anyway, <laughs> it can just, it can mess up your life in all different ways. And it's like, you go to college to create opportunities for yourself. And so having a lot of debt is going to severely limit your opportunities. Don't do it. So wild. Or you so, go sell books. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> let me, let me ask you this. So I'm going to, I think I want the, the answer to this is, but is there support that you offer besides financial? Is there like also like strategies and stuff like, like that, that you're mm -hmm. teaching students to kind of like, Hey, here's what you need to prep for. 
Right. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the non-financial side of what you do, because that, that's really cool already. So I can't imagine. Yeah, sure. I mean, we walk people through the common app. Um, we tell them, you know, these are like, you want to apply early, but don't do early decision because that binds you just do early action. Um, so we do um, like essay help. Um, and, um, a big one for getting in, um, is demonstrated interest where you actually like try to build a relationship with the admissions person at that college. So you email them every time that you like apply or visit or anything else. And you just try to get the conversation starting started. So that by the time they see your application, like they know who you are. Um, so that's a huge one. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just like, any of the tricks of the trade in terms of getting in and getting money, <laughs> we uh, have them. <laughs> Brilliant. So. Brilliant. And do you guys currently, or will you in the future offer your services in Spanish? Is that something that's, that's on the works? Um, so I have been in business since January of last year. <laughs> so oh, yeah. now the industry itself is, you know, um, has been around probably about 20 years. It's more um, common on the coasts. So uh, California and um, East Coast. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think it would just depend on the college planner if they spoke Spanish, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would guess that would mostly help in communicating with the parents, but the student, you know, if they're applying to yeah. English speaking, they usually know English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then last question is if people are listening to this, because we actually have a variety of listeners who have like kids who are going to get into school here soon, like book people who are now having kids and their kids are about to go to college. How, how can we find you? How can they get a hold of you to kind of reach out and, 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 uh, you know, get your services? So how, how, how do we find you? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's Gold Star CP for Gold Star College Planning. So goldstarcp.com is my website. Or my email is eva at goldstarcp.com. Um, so either way there. Um, goldstarcp.com. Yep, yep. And then, I mean, even if you have a student in college <laughs> for the current booksellers, we can always look at your FAFSA and make sure that, you know, you kind of did everything right and that you've gotten all your write-offs, so to speak. So, I mean, there's things that we can do. It's not as much as if we start earlier, but there are things that we can do. By the way, um, that per your question earlier, and I mean, I agree that Spanish is probably more useful, but I do speak French. And so there's a feeling I've been friends with for a long time that they're Congolese. And so I've been over there a couple of times. I helped them with their FAFSA and, you know, I'm doing not officially but just because i'm friends with the family and so anyway it helps with that I guess. smart yeah yeah i was gonna say because even like offering with like uh international students i'm sure that there's like a whole market for that as well uh for yeah you know. it's interesting because there's a lot of like there's a very big indian community uh in st louis and so um, but, uh, and they all say the same thing. They all say, I didn't go to school here. I don't know how to do this. Um, but it's still hard to get people to hire you because yeah. I think it's just the cultural differences are just enough. So still trying to figure that out in terms of like, how mm. do I bring trust? I mean, I think once you start working with 
a couple people in the community. It's probably like anything. It's probably yeah. names, but but yeah, the cultural things. So maybe I need to learn Indian. <laughs> Part of it, yeah. I think probably I sold actually. Actually, couple, this couple uh, phrases. <laughs> unsolicited advice here the yeah. it there is a there is a cultural difference when I, my second summer to bring it back to southwestern my second yeah. summer um i sold in north andover and massachusetts and they a lot of, a lot of indian families had their kids go to phillips academy in andover which is like fifty thousand dollars for high school <laughs> and then it's like 75 percent of the kid graduation rates go to harvard it was nuts uh but i found out that it was like culturally there's like a different kind of it's a different kind of sale than like just your typical united states you know born here family and yeah. it's a lot more analytical everything was like especially the parents were always asking money about money about it, they didn't care how much the books were useful or if they actually helped or not they were always willing to invest in their kids' education, but all that came down to was if the money and the investment made sense. And I learned, I'm like, okay, I know I can figure out how to sell this because you can show the value easily price-wise for the books, right? Or the, yeah. So I don't know, try that, I suppose. <laughs> but you're right. There is something about cultural cultural differences that it that does cause like a, a little bit of friction or a little bit of a hurdle. But uh, wow, that's, what you're doing is super cool. It's yeah. it's so needed, especially as you said, the, the issue of rising cost of education and the the fact that like the, there's less it seems to be more complications and less information to 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 be able to like digest to to learn to learn how to move on and to get into college the right way financially. Yeah. Way. So well it's just there's so much up. information out there. And then also a guidance counselor is the average amount of time they spend with a uh, high school student on college um, in the United States is 38 minutes. I mean, just with everything that's happening and like COVID and isolation and all the depression and just different like emotional, they're swamped. But even the schools that spend a lot of time on college, it's all admissions. It's all how do you get into the best schools that we can broadcast to the world that if you go to this high school, you're going to get to go to this college. And they they, it's not, they, in order to be able to effectively plan for a family um, financially, you have to be able to get into the financials and schools can't really do that, but they don't even know most of the rules of engagement. We've had guidance counselors tell students, you don't need to take the ACT anymore. And this is at really fancy private schools. And we're like, go take your ACT. All the money is still tied to the ACT. Yes. <laughs> I don't yes. care if you're not a good test taker, go spend money and get like a class and then go Can't take confirm. it. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's just that the information in terms of pricing isn't, uh, is readily available, I guess, because no, that's... people are playing the admissions game and we're playing the let's get you in and get you money game. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. And I and I, I I can I can attest to that. I like I said four point blah 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 P classes my senior year, blah blah blah, all the all the highlights. I got a 29 to my ACT because my math score math scores were really high. It was like a 35. But my English, because it was my second language, I didn't read fast enough. So I tested poorly on that. So it averaged at 29. And that that's probably why I didn't get a lot of scholarships. They hurt. I could have helped you get scholarships. But oh, where wow. were you 10 years ago? 11 years. That's been really <laughs> yeah. 11 years. Sorry. Holy shit. <laughs> God, that's brutal. Oh, yeah. man. Well, goldstarcp.com mm-hmm. um, and then Eva at goldstarcp.com. Just like it says, gold star CP 
callusmind.com. And they can find you there if you're listening. Or if you know somebody who needs to hear this, uh, make sure you find us and we can get you in case you forget that. If you're for whatever reason can't find it, we will get you in touch with Eva so you can get assistance in getting into college. So um, should we move on to, to a ponytail or two here before we yeah. have to let you go? Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we do that, let me uh, let me talk really quick a little bit about some of our partners. You know who this is? Have you have you heard of Southwestern Real Estate? Yeah, Paris. They're awesome. He's my sales manager, actually. Ah, God, I figured that because you mentioned Sheridan McDonald and that kind of group of people with Cadillacs, and I was like, she probably knows Pat. Pat's yeah. awesome, uh, yeah. but even even more awesome if possible than Pat is Southwestern Real Estate. So we are currently uh, partnered and brought to you by Southwestern Real Estate in part. And so make sure if you are looking for something to do that is a little bit of a career change. If you want a place where you can have the healthier sides and the, all the good stuff about Southwestern Advantage minus the minus the drama, uh, make sure you contact us. Uh, Pat is currently looking to uh, expand and hire more agents. Uh, they are all over the country right now, um, in particularly can, uh, in Nebraska, Florida, Texas, uh, and many other places. And of course, Pat would let, like to let us let you know that it's uh, 99% drama free. <laughs> and so make sure you call us. We can get you in touch with Pat. We are also brought to you by Martina Lucas. These guys are DJs and they are fit for every occasion. If you have an event, a wedding, I'm having a wedding. They're DJing. So if you're like me, where There's you need some good vibe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a week from this Tuesday. We're getting married oh, on a Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. it's happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Marriage is the uh, best. By the way, I don't care what anybody says. Marriage is like the best thing. It's great. I needed to yeah. hear that. I'm I mean, kidding. the wedding is exciting too, but you're it's marriage is so fun. <laughs> so, That's right. Yeah. And it can and it can be even the most fun if you started off with a good party. And if you need a party. Martin and Lucas, that's what they do. So hire them. If you are sold books or if you heard about them through us, they will give you a pretty good discount uh, for having found us through there. So make sure you get a hold of us. So, all right, Eva. So let's jump into a ponytail or two. I know you were telling your friends some stories before the episode. I want to hear like some of your more fun uh, stories or some of your biggest lessons that you learned. Mike is yeah. yours. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So things that I learned, I think... Um, the, some of the biggest things is like being able to be comfortable with people really quickly and how you just don't have that whole like first awkwardness thing. I mean, just being able to meet people and make strangers into friends quickly. Um, I think, you know, you get a lot of practice that with Southwestern. Um, and then so along with that, kind of the ability to find um, the answer um, so not just problem solving, that's part of it, but like finding people along the way who can help you. So in the summer, I was Mrs. Jones, who was a student manager um, with this business. Um, I was starting out and um, my business partner is a financial guy. He doesn't, he knew just like a tiny bit about um, college planning. And so I had to just go out and teach myself. Um, so his books, his podcasts, um, anything I could get my hands on, but I was able to track down, um, a woman who, uh, she actually wrote this book, never pay retail for college, Beth Walker. And, um, just like got on our calendar and said, Hey, I'm new. And I, really, uh, need help and mentoring. Will you mentor me? And she said, yeah, sure. I will. And so anyway, I mean, she, she introduced me to a bunch of other people and then I met, um, other people that have been helpful, but, and then more recently, um, I, uh, brought on 
somebody who's um, kind of the grandfather of college planning. He's been doing it for 30 years and he's amazing. But it was kind of the same thing, just like met him, hit it off. And then, you know, like, how can I get on your calendar? Like, how can, you know, I learn from you? <laughs> and so um, anyway, I think that is uh, a big thing that you learn in Southwestern and Tom James as well. I mean, a lot of my clients mentored me um, and just kind of having the tenacity to get out there and just ask, ask questions, find experts um, find people that know more that are not everybody is generous with their time, but I think most people are, as long as you're respectful and kind of take cues, <laughs> that's something else I had to, you know, figure out post Southwestern, I think is like, I don't know, just <laughs> sometimes learning when not to ask anymore. Um, but yeah, so I think that, um, it's, it's learning how to learn and it's knowing how to like get out there and find the right people who are going to be in your team and, you know, help you move forward with whatever it is you're doing. Um, and so, you know, that can be selling suits or uh, selling college planning, or, I mean, I learned how to public speak this year. I had never done that really other than oh, one-off nice. occasions, you know, best mate, uh, made of honor speeches. And so I just, figured it out and you just find people and um ask questions and practice and put yourself out there and you learn um and so i think uh that's probably was my biggest uh takeaway from southwestern wow that's cool that's <laughs> yeah. actually i as I, I i mentioned this before but uh that's exactly what i learned working with uh sps and what I, this is my book i was writing wrote the book and that's the one thing that they said. It's like, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, that's done it how you want to do it. And then like learning, just go be a student of the game. You mentioned that, that that was a success at the beginning. It's kind of ties back in a full circle is you just got to be a student of the game, find the person that's done it already, how you want to do it or similar to it. Mm -hmm. And and asking, asking and yeah. learning. That's Latch on. Because <laughs> then you find out I what you don't know. know. And Tom James too, that, you know, we just became friends and I was constantly picking her brain and she was super helpful and, you know, and because we were friends, she would just pass on anything she was learning. And I mean, so finding those people and that was actually, they did a study at Tom James to figure out the people that made it. And they were the ones who found longer term people and like connected and kind of latched on. So find people who are doing what you want to be doing well and like latch on, be their buddy, send them cards and gifts, like whatever you need to do. <laughs> Just Christmas like, cards you know, and gift baskets. Reciprocate because that's another thing with Southwestern, I think, is sometimes like you learn to like ask Mrs. Jones for whatever you need. But I think something I learned since then is like you gotta reciprocate too, you know? Yeah. Send back some of the goodwill, like gifts or you know, cards, appreciation, love, like not just words, things <laughs> give <Yeah>. back. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a scratch your back and do it for the sake of them, right? Not for yeah. your own advantage, but with, with your heart, that's yeah. with, with love. No, like how much they've impacted you, not just with like words, but with actions and gifts, gifts are a big deal. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, man, it has been a pleasure. 
Yeah. I hope that, you know, it'd be great to have you back on as we kind of, as you're, as you grow and kind of yeah. keep track of, 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 of your business and, and learn yeah. a little bit more about as it's going along, things that you're learning. Cause this is super valuable to people who are listening in, who might have kids that are going to, going to go to school soon. So it'd yeah. be good to have you back on for sure. So point down the road. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely. So, oh man. Oh, I love it. So let me uh, let me wrap this up and we'll finish up here. Um, last thing last thing I want to mention is we are brought to you also by Enlight Energy. I'm wearing the hat. Hello, shout out to Julio Hernandez. They are also looking for people to work. If you want to join someone who's doing door-to-door game and killing it, they're doing that in solar. Um, Alex Black is the person to contact there. We can get you in touch with them to interview. They are remote sales, but also mainly primarily in Florida, although they're really all over the country and they can make it work wherever you're at. So uh, solar is a big game. Enlight Energy, boom, Enlight.energy. Okay. Check them out. Julio Hernandez, I think he sold right in the same time that you were selling. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he was a DSM. He is a great human being and a fun person to work with and, and to work for. So um, they have been our oldest partner. And so here we are now, a year later. So, man, well, thank you so much, guys. This is in, has been the Ponytails Podcast, episode 86. I was with Eva Steffel. And here's the thing. If you need to go find more information, again, goldstarcp.com. We will put the link on the description of the episode below so you can find her either to get more questions or to uh, find out more about her services. Uh, We're excited to keep in touch with you because you are crushing it. So we'll see you on the next one. Uh, See you guys. Bye.